Let's go. I will say, I, I I very much sympathize and uh, find myself kindred spirits with you, Johnny. So, yeah, I mean, for, for sharing your story. You're not a yeah. former pro player. What are you talking no, about? No, but I'm out here making dumb <laughs> shit takes and getting roasted for it. So, Yo. cheers. Definitely not well, on the pro player angle. Won't won't take any of that credit. No, no. I think you're putting yourself down, Bolamel, because I think if you actually look back and just got tweeted this out, that like if you looked mm. at your power rankings for 2019 or whatever, you were actually pretty spot on, right? I mean, broken clocks, broken clocks. Sure, but it was better than mine. <laughs> And because what I did was, was like, I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to stream some Overwatch. I'm going to play some ranked, you know, going to have a good old time. And then mm. someone was like, hey, what's your 2019 preseason power rankings? And I was like, oh, let's pull up Notepad. Oh, who's Chengdu added? Oh, they added some players yeah. from like, you know, Chinese contenders. Oh, they probably go like 18 or something. I, you know, I just <laughs> figured out my ranking. And I was like, this is not an analysis anymore. Mm. And I just had that moment where I was like, what the fuck are you doing? It's yeah. like you're just you're just throwing shit into the void and people actually take it seriously because this is actually like an actual sport where people yeah. make a living and we're actually like trying to build like proper yeah. tournament storylines and like mythology and we want the riot there music videos with like yep, yep, the apex yes. flags oh, and it's so like bad. I get it and it's like and here I am on stream listening to like some anime bullshit music and I'm just you know Praise like placing Lord. teams randomly and then I'm upset, off, like, dude. four months later, when it's like someone pulls out the Reddit post, and they're like, oh, you know, Reinforce had the worst prediction rate with his power rankings. And I'm like, yeah, because I fucked around with it. But actually, <laughs> I was wrong, because I should have done my research, and I actually should have studied up, because it's my job. So mm. I, had to, I had to have that epiphany of, like, what actually means, what, what does it actually mean to be a broadcast analyst, you mm. know? And do my responsibility to actually study... And putting yeah. work. So I know that this isn't part of the show, but I do I do want to kind of extend the branch and say, would you want to come back another time to kind of talk about that? Like unless about John wants to completely like derail and just jump into like broadcast dives. I mean I don't know. I don't want to completely do, like uh, wrangle it. Do we have do we have like an out? Like do you have a time we have to be gone? Nope, I'm good. Because I mean just oh, go okay. off. Yeah, well, whatever. I mean, so like, yeah, ask your questions. That, yeah. That's just like, this is just like what I've been we just trying to. No, no I, think, I think it's super interesting. Very, very true. Nobody really has gone into it yet. Like. I, I think like the the initial kind of inquiry is like, how do you even start with hero pools? Like what? What oh, you mean, kind like of researching? Yeah, well, not only just research, but like, how do you kind of like try to quantify that on a broadcast? Or like, what are what are you what exactly are you looking for? Like, it's it's always so general, but it's like interesting to see like what you guys want to say versus like what is said versus like what like not Blizzard, but like what you can. I'm say sorry, I don't understand like your question. I know. Like, what, are you looking for like my honest opinion about hero pools or how I analyze no, based on hero pools? Or I guess more analysis based on hero pools. So like, let maybe start there. Like, okay, let me let me frame the question maybe yeah, a little bit. I think I think because yeah, like during the first year, I know that certain teams gave a little bit of backlash towards analysis opinions, mm. and you guys didn't have stats back then. Like, it was very hard to make these uh, objective arguments as well, right? And 
for a while it felt like people got very safe. Do, um, is there still pressure? Like, I, I mean, you made the void take. You you regularly put your opinion out there. I feel feel like okay, so. we have accelerated um, in in order to find more true opinions and actually don't pull punches mm. anymore. Okay, so I feel a bit trapped because I really have to pee, but we're also on a very <laughs> serious topic. <laughs> so I feel like I'm obliged to stay. But okay, so I think. Okay, so obviously I've thought about this a lot. And mm. I'm a very like self-reflective person, like very introspective. I think about you know my actions or like what I think about. It. I think the New York thing that I tweeted last year, where it was like they're not good anymore. I think mm. that was actually a good take, where it was like it was actually you could make that argument that like they mm. weren't good enough anymore mm. because they got stomped by the Vancouver Titans. The thing was because I lost my platform as a broadcast analyst. I worded it like a Trump tweet, essentially, <laughs> to get to get to like get more attention. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, like, yeah, if, you yeah. just, if I just tweet out, you know, like New York aren't good enough anymore, or like even that is pretty con controversial. But I could have been like, New York doesn't quite have the same edge. You know, I could have been way more tame with the mm. way I phrased sure. the opinion or the statement, but it would have gained less traction. And so I think because I wasn't on broadcast anymore. And mind you, I was still pretty salty about that at the time. I over-exaggerated my language and the way I put mm. the tweet out mm. to make to give it more attention. Intentionally like, or have subliminally? Did you reflect? Wait, um, what was your immediate attention while doing that tweet? Let me give some fire there, because that that yeah. is for me. That's very interesting. I legitimately, I I promise you, I swear. That I've never once thought this while doing anything. If anything, I'm going to de-escalate my opinion most of the time. But it's an interest. Like that's also probably why you have magnitudes more followers than I do. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> and you're on a no. podcast. But <laughs> well, no, it's it. You know, I I think that's. Oh my god, we're getting so deep into like philo philosophy and shit. But I, I but I think you know some people naturally have very like headstrong way of thinking yeah. and like opinionating themselves and maybe that's like something you would do Yiska, where yes. like that naturally you have that kind of like way of thinking or that language naturally i'm from sweden and i like fishing and it's like i'm as i'm as i'm as tame as, as white bread but it's like there's yeah. nothing interesting about my takes you know when i write so like so so i have to sort of up my game to mm -hmm. make it interesting. Okay, that's interesting. And so, yeah, probably intentionally, I probably did up the language a little bit um, to get more reach and try to make myself heard. But in hindsight, that obviously backfired way harder. It's sort of like you put more leverage on your opinion when you make it sound so strong as I yeah. did. And obviously when it backfired, that was just prime time for New York Excelsior to rip into me. And actually, like, just pick me apart, like piranhas or whatever. Whereas, I think if we go back to the void take, I think I think the void take was a lot different because. So when I analyze, I think of it as, as in terms of like finding answers to questions. So like, I pose mm. a question where it's like, are the Houston Outlaws any good anymore? Or like, mm. do the Outlaws have good coaching? And then I try to answer that question based on analysis, based on VOD review, and trying to unearth the answer, mm -hmm. and then providing that answer to the community, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. sort of how I like analyzing. So with the void take, 
I did research prior to the show, and I, you know, pretty very basic research, where it's like I looked at Void's Liquipedia page, and I was like, there's not a lot to, like, look really impressive here. And as I say this, I'm, I don't have it up now. It probably says, like, first place on, like, five tournaments, but whatever. No, no, no. But at the, time, the at the time, at the time, I thought, like, hey, the Gladiators tank line, they struggled in 2019. Yes. Roar didn't do too well. Was Void part of that problem? Um, and his achievements doesn't look too impressive. Like, are we certain that Void is a good player? And that was the question that I brought to Plat Chat that mm -hmm. I was going to find an answer for. And I think what happened, and I haven't rewatched the clip, but I think what happened was I presented that question when we talked about the Gladiators without an answer. Mm -hmm. But because I presented the question, is yeah. Void good anymore? Sideshow took the extreme opposite where he was like, Void is like a top tank in the league and he's incredible. And that's where my opinion of like, well, the Gladiators tank line struggled and yeah. like they actually weren't. Like, how are you sh so sure yeah. that Void is this fantastic off tank? Because like yeah. they struggled so hard and like, you know, I had these questions. So because Sideshow took such an extreme end on this spectrum, I sort of had to mirror it yeah. with the opposite end. And, uh, you know, add to that that we had a very... Uh, hyperbolic podcast yeah. where you know our takes were just like fucking everywhere yeah. and it was just ridiculous <laughs> and mm. you know i channeled that energy and then i took the other end of the spectrum to sideshow and because i got very defensive about it essentially i got sure. very defensive and played like devil's advocate and i was just like oh we sure void is good enough anymore and then you know shit at the wall and super came out and like did a sweet or whatever and then mm. it just went down it from there but you know actually that was one of the things that just like triggered in me where it was like you can't just go on a podcast and just present stupid questions like that yeah where without anything like behind it because then yeah you're not providing analysis like you're not doing your job yeah like you're just throwing shit out there for people to digest and it's it's not it's not intellectually responsible i guess yeah or like so yes. you know i i I've, I've had to do a lot of thinking and like i almost complete 180 in the way i approach analysis and how mm -hmm. i act on podcasts and present my opinions so yeah. when like when like dream presented his like lip take or whatever like lip is not uh. good anymore or not good anymore mm. <laughs> lip is not good <laughs> like he's not a mvp candidate or rookie mm -hmm. of the year candidate or whatever it was like i didn't i i didn't take any part of that i easily could have just dove in head first and been like, hey, you're a freaking moron, you know, like, yeah, what do you yeah. know? But I, I took a step away because I was like, I actually don't know. I actually yeah. don't know uh, the answer. And I'm not yeah. going to give an opinion for just for more likes or more, for more retweets. Yeah. I'm actually going to take a step back, refrain from participating in this conversation. Because I don't know. And someone like Sideshow, who is actually knowledgeable and has actually vote reviewed like every Shanghai game, can give his take. Because mm -hmm. he knows more than I do. And the yeah. same goes for Volamel. Volamel knows way more about Chinese region than I do. Oh. So I'm not going to act like just because I'm on the Overwatch League that I know more than you. Because I don't. Yeah. yeah. But I know a lot of things about other things, I guess. So the, I've had like to change my approach. The, yeah. the interesting thing to me is, do you ever reach out like to, to coaches and discuss your opinions with them? And like um, pressure test them against them? Occasionally, occasionally. Mm -hmm. I don't do it as much as other people in the scene. Uh, naturally, I'm just not, you know, you know, maybe that's part of the job. I don't know. I don't do it as much as other people. I know that for sure, but I do it sometimes. Like, um, 
I'm actually not going to name him. But someone someone reached out to me after I had coach reach out to me after the void take and mm-hmm. actually like didn't have like a st- yeah I guess it was a stern talking. Um, and we chatted about like analysis, philosophy, and all that mm-hmm. shit. And mm-hmm. that actually did help me out. But I don't want to drop his name uh, because yeah, yeah. that might actually be quite rude. Um, and I had a few other DMs from like contenders, people as well, who were upset about like valiant opinions and how hard yeah. we were on them. Um, so, you know, I probably should do that more, but occasionally I reach out to coaches, et cetera. Yeah, and it's, it's really important there. Like, that's. I like when I ca- cover two full scenes and I do watch, but I don't vote review and like double up. Mm. Like if you yeah. vote review, it takes twice the amount of time of watching the match. Oh yeah. I still, oh, yeah. I still want to have like a, 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 a temperature of opinion just by the eye test I get from the first time. But like most of the, the stuff I do is just like talking to a bunch of coaches and then having a bullshit filter to see, okay, Where's the bias for a person here? Where's the bias here? Like yeah. just following those strings. And I found that to be pretty reliable. Also, if you can talk to them in, in a frank setting, because I, I will also say, for instance, like the ESPN power rankings, nobody's taking these seriously based on like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Va- Valiant goes far in a tournament or like beats. And Who they did drop. they beat? Did they beat Chalk or something? Oh, oh yeah, like early on in the season back, or earlier. Like no, no or I think uh, there was there was some big upset of Valiant, and they dropped uh-huh. two spots that same week. But it's yeah, like, yeah. of course, you guys are trolling. Yeah, like nobody's yeah. taking this seriously. It's like, oh yeah, like our owner agreed to the ESPN thing. Fill that stuff out. Like it's it's on a toilet somewhere. Like whoever has to go first has to fill it out wherever. Like um, that sadly isn't serious. And also sometimes you like. You will, you will very unlikely get a good opinion from a coach that has coached a specific player um, yeah. and on their mm. respective teams. And you have to like cross-check with others. W- once again, like psychological ph- phenomena, like this scrim thing where it's like, oh yeah, we win against them most of the scrims. Oh yeah, we win against them um, most of the scrims on both sides. Just never adds up. That's just how it is and then you just got to develop a filter that yeah. way I, I i that's i i kind of don't like that and that's probably why i don't do that because i, mm-hmm. I find it hard to establish that bullshit filter yeah and it's also like you you probably learned how to ask the right questions to coaches as well mm. whereas i don't know what question to ask mm. so like something i tried to do with the the decay uh, situation where mm. he was benched for two weeks i was like okay well i could go on this game break and i could just say like this is super dumb you know what the hell are you doing you're low in the standings you're not taking this seriously you're throwing and you know i could have just given that like sort of it it almost feels like a skip bayless kind of (laughs) opinion where it's just like you go on there and you rant about how you know they're not playing decay and like what are you doing like the fans are disappointed and you sort of Mm -hmm. side with the fans in that regard just to like gain clout essentially well and i thought at that instance where i'm the broadcast analyst and i'm trying to tap into this new philosophy where it's just like well actually let's go to arrow and let's chat to arrow like hey what is the reason you're not playing decay Mm -hmm. and so i had him provide a statement and i was very clear that like hey 
I want to use this for broadcast. We're going to put it on a graphic, like whatever. Mm. Because I thought it's way more intellectually responsible as a broadcast yes. analyst. And it's my job to provide his opinion to the people. My opinion doesn't freaking matter. Or well, it does matter to an extent. It definitely But yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter as much as Arrow's actual yes. words as yeah. to why Decay is not playing. So in that game break, I put my ego and my analyst shoes aside to give Arrow the platform to speak up about why Decay was not playing. Yeah. Um, Are you guys then, you interested know, in doing that there, more? Here, here's the thing. Like, real quick, just on yeah. that point. That also happens to me. And I also say, like, there's definitely, and I, I sympathize with fellow journalists, but very often I see quotes, uh, and I'm not talking on that specific instance. I actually don't know what the, what the case is here with, with the error situation. Um, but, like, I have seen very often qu quotes that either very obviously aren't true, that are being printed, and that aren't going through fact check in terms of like, I don't know, internal climate or whatever. Like if someone tells me, oh yeah, we're all friends here. And I know for a fact that they aren't all friends here. Then this is not going in my article. I'm not going to have you lie in my article. And sadly, it is very often the case that other journalists don't make the same um, decision where they very clearly know that something is inaccurate and it goes up. Uh, for I don't know because of the platform they write for sure. because of like the allegiances that they have and I'm never going to do that I'm never ha like having you consciously lie in my content that's just well not gonna I mean what I mean I don't know the, what what's your take on the arrow situation because like the, what would would you have provided that quote no that like, is important I just want yeah. to no I think that quote yeah, is yeah. important yeah yeah, yeah. that quote I think that's it was I, a I very good. I think that's good. the inner journalist in you kind of coming out and saying, yeah. okay, I don't know, but if you're willing to comment on it, I'd love to be able yeah. to put it, that on the broadcast. It would be very different if you actually knew that, like, what, what was going on, right? Like, yeah. And I'm, but well, by I the still way, don't oh know my what's God, going on. I already know that, like, this will get closed. Like, once again, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know what, what the actual truth is. I definitely heard stuff uh, about, like, I never... But it's not confirmed. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. And, um... No, that is very important. And also, heads off to Arrow for providing that quote. I think yes. that's, that's also the responsibility of a Not coach. Not an that, easy thing to say, yeah. I mean, it's also like, this is, we don't have mandated press conferences in, in, during this, right? Even though it would be very easy for the league to set this up, uh, suppose, over Zoom calls or whatever. But um, yeah, like, it, there's a, there is a epistemological issue within this scene of what is true. And how do you find that out? And how do you consistently ask people? Um, or like, yeah, the truth finding method methods are very convoluted and it's very hard. And it's also like sometimes it's it, like the, the interests cross. It's hard to... Mm, um, yeah, it's it. I don't know. But do it's, you feel like it's this just this game or this scene? I feel like this has just been like a problem in esports. Like the, one team says one thing and then the player says something different, and then it like is a thing for a little bit. Like it, it pops off and then it just sorry, goes I away really and nobody pee. ever knows. Really yeah, yeah, pee. no problem. It just you're good. Yeah, no, no, that's it's probably not in just Pretty in this sports. And, choir, by the way, um, to a degree, it's just. 
how do you like a lot of this is just inherently drama that has no yeah definitive objectivity to it mm. like even if you had literal camera footage of um of some of these disputes like from the practice room where yeah. you had complete knowledge of everything that's happening i i promise you we we wouldn't all come to the same conclusion who who is wrong here yep. that's just very often the nature of these things now, so as a journalist how do you present that information well like you could put all of that out there and have the public make that take it is very like that is very yellow pages though most of the time yeah. the information doesn't actually matter what ha matters is the uh hard facts and the conclusions that are being drawn from that mm -hmm. so like if if i for instance knew for a fact that decay benched himself that would be something i, I would have to put in the public eye if that's only something i'm hearing or like the the, the extremities of this this entire story that, that, that's mm. not responsible to put in the public eye but the be next, be uh, next best thing you can do is give those people a platform to speak their truths and sadly it feels disincentivized in general in esports for players to do that or yeah. players or coaches or whatever right and possibly more so in this um, well, I think it's also like protecting their interests as well, where it's like, of course, the player is going to say something one way, the coaches are going to say something the other way. And we kind of arrived at the same conclusion where it's like, well, who's true? What is true? Yeah. Where you, you kind of have to be able to sift through and well, it's not. It's yeah. not easy. And it's it's also not up to the public. Well, it's not it's not that it's not up to the public, but it's also like. Of course, we'd want everything to be transparent, but it's also not our place to know everything. Yeah, because a lot of this stuff is personal. A lot of this stuff could be, you know, um, not things that you need to talk about. It's it's just like it's tough. It's not easy. Like, how do you how do you even go about assigning blame, like mm. for things for like entire entities going wrong? Do you just yeah. automatically go to the head and say you had the most responsibility in all of this and you share therefore share the most blame? That seems to be a reasonable thing, unless someone that has less power does way bigger errors. How do you yeah. evaluate that? Like, it's it's really hard to come up with truthful statements here. So, in effect, if something happens, that's what you can report on, right? Yeah. And what what is true is that Decay has played um, lower number of games. A lower number of games, yeah. despite being, uh, and even a that you could argue, player? a fantastic player at the very least, MVP candidate at, at the best. Yeah. So there's a there's a um, a reason for that, but the reason is very subjective and also impenetrable and very like multifactorial towards why these things happen right mm. and this is why i will like i initially didn't want to make hard comments on that entire situation like i i said stuff like isn't it peculiar that in this scene we can one week call a team top three in the world uh, in, yeah. in the overwatch league and the next week we're calling for the head coach's job how is that yeah. possible i'm not criticizing anyone inherently there like even though at the point when I said that, I can see how your how the frame of 
like Telstra being up, uh, being maybe underwhelming during that point in time made it yeah. seem like I was talking uh, against that. No, in reality, it's like this is such a weird situation where that isn't normal in in esports that the p performance differences are so ridiculous. Like that's not a normal state. Something abnormal is happening. And mm -hmm. then later on. I believe it was like in a summary article, I talked about how this failure in Dallas Fuel has been systemic since season one. And it's true. That there have true. been like two stage stages, stage eras where this team was decent. And the rest of it was, it was from where they started, abject failure. Mm. And that's true. Like I, I don't think even anyone from from Dallas Field would disagree with with that statement. That at least like ca coming from their legacy, that they didn't have great two years in the Overwatch League. So um, then you gotta ask why is why is that? And you can raise points, and you like at some point you gotta gotta do changes, right? Like mm. you gotta do radical stuff. Unless you you're good with being that, and. Like, I mean, it's also hard to criticize um, an organization that is apparently capable of gaining large viewership, uh, large uh, sponsorship uh, positions, where despite being one of the worst organizations in the Overwatch League, can consistently pay top, top dollar. So, what do I know about this entire thing? There's so many angles you can evaluate. Well, yeah, it's it's so multifaceted, right? Like, do you, where do you measure success? How do each team measure success? You know, what what is success in these the eyes of the franchise? You know, there's there's a lot to that. Um, but I think a, a nice bow to the conversation is that it it isn't, or or maybe the big takeaway is that maybe we could or or it is a better place for coaches to come on to the broadcast and, and be able to kind of give it, give a take or, or yeah. kind of reveal some sort of information and feel and that, safe in that way. That's the entire reason for this podcast in many ways, giving these people a platform and picking their brains and revealing their th thought processes, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's what we, what we try to do here whenever we have a guest on. Yeah. And I think that's how you provide the most value. Is it the most totally. sexy content necessarily? That's for well, you not. to decide, right? But when it's like, Donnie, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. We're but trying I, to be I, serious. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. It's the, it's, the, it's the criteria paragraph before the power rankings. That's, that's our little niche. We want to be the criteria on the power ranking. We want to figure out how you came to those conclusions, not why you think X is good and or bad. Wait, what? I'm lost. It's okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> we, we, the criteria of we don't have to know. We don't want to see... What power rankings? It's a metaphor. General. It's a metaphor. Oh. General. Yeah. Like, we, we want to pick people's... We ju just don't... We don't want to be the Reddit comment that lists out, okay, uh, too long didn't read. Uh, Reinforce picked first like shock second it's like oh yeah okay nice like you yeah. a, a you just took my view thank you very much <laughs> you absolute thief and then secondly 
that actually doesn't tell you anything of value. Please stop and most definitely don't argue my point when you haven't even uh, oh, read my yeah. argument. I that's mean, the that point. Was... This is all arguments, this this entire yeah. experience. Yeah. I, I learned yeah. that the hard way with my own power rankings when I post those videos on Overwatch League. So, mm. I mean, obviously, I had a very controversial power rankings after the Summer Showdown. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in hindsight, you know, I even got a lot of stuff wrong because I had to write the power rankings, you know, a day after the tournament where mm -hmm. I haven't had proper time to like VOD, review or whatever. But like, I was like, this is obviously going to be one of the most controversial power rankings of the season because we had so many upsets or whatever. Yeah. And so I spent, how long was it? I had tweeted about, was it 25? No, 25 minutes is a long time. I can't remember. There was a long, it was a long video. It was a long mm. ass video explaining almost every position of every team and my thoughts I went into it and my analysis. And despite of that, and despite me going out of my way to say, I put in these 25 minutes or whatever it was to properly explain, yeah. please watch. Mm -hmm. People still come out of the woodwork. And Why like, did you ah, put this team 12? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm yeah. giving up. So, you know, yeah. in hindsight, I'll probably not do as short of a time frame for power rankings because it just doesn't work with hero pools or whatever. So I'll probably mm. change that moving forward. But also, like, it's just impossible to... How do you judge hero pools? Yeah. It's, but it's yeah, it's just, it's, it's very hard to not have those Reddit people or even oh, Twitter yeah. in general come out of the woodwork and just be like, he said this means this and out of context. And, you yeah. know, this team is on this graphic. I, like, I still yeah. think that, like... And I, I, I take this from uh, stand-up comedian Andrew Schultz, who reinforce may be familiar with. Um, if you can get somebody to react, at least you're doing something right. It's just getting <laughs> that reaction the way that yeah. you want it to be. It's 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 kind of like that 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 the old saying of like, well, there's no such thing as bad PR. You're you're tapping into something. But what well, is us? I my New York lazy. tweet yes, was exactly. bad. Uh, Providence lazy. <laughs> New York are not good enough anymore. You know, like to get reactions, but well, know, it's it's not just about getting reactions. reactions. I I definitely agree with that. Like, there's gonna be a you have to be okay with those reactions, but it's about like working on your own BS filter and like figuring out okay, there's something good here. What is it? What I I know that I did bad here here here. I get that. Yeah. But like, what what made you come out and say what you said? Is it completely all on the wrong things, or if it's if it's just too opinionated? If like, how do we refine that down? I think that that's important to kind of like take away. Yeah. Or, or the, the big takeaway. Um, it's pretty deep. Like this is self discovery, you know. Like when I had those controversial tweets last year, mm. it was like I was trying to change my own game, if that makes sense, yeah. because I didn't want to be the the former player with bad charisma who had lame opinions on the gameplay. You know, I wanted to reach out, you know, add some personality and some energy and like, sure. you know, I'd lie if I didn't have that thought once or twice. It's like, can I become like the Skip Bayless Overwatch and just like mm. have edgy ass takes and just like, you know, light gas fires under people's asses and, you know, like do dumb shit. And I just wasn't okay with the reaction of totally. those opinions. And I just, I just realized like, that's not for me. Like I can't deal with the, the, the backlash and yeah. it also doesn't work in esports as well because it's way more of a community yeah. but mm. i just wasn't fine with that reaction and so i decided to go back to my former yeah. roots of being the 
quote unquote boring guy who nets less reactions, but is right most of the time. So it's I'm trying to stick that brand. It's also like I feel like people don't really understand the position of being like what it means to have magnitudes more followers than other people. Like and what that means to the feedback loops. Like I cannot even imagine what you guys like, especially like King Cloud Sideshow or that like you know, like what them even though Sideshow has like this charisma energy shield around him apparently where he gets like gets away with a lot. But um it's like the reason we care is because an opinion that Monty hates reinforce at three upvotes can become a co public opinion if you don't yeah. kill it with fire the instant you see it. That's yeah. the reason you have to care. You cannot just live in this this like um, Mount Olympus like up top and just like preach to the plebs and hope they uh, don't like invent the you know the cannon or whatever to yeah. shoot you off the mountain. Like that's not going to work. You have to like if you want good practices to faster, once in a while you gotta uh, fire back and say, "Okay, guys, this derailed. Like this is this is a weird case of telephone. Like that's not what was intended here." And mm. also, I'm not going to absolve myself. I said some really dumb shit in the past that definitely I think everybody's um, was dumb shit was like in in the way it came out 100% could be interpreted sure. as baiting uh responses that's completely fine i take re responsibility for that um yeah but yeah it's it's a it's I like hard. your analogy with mount olympus yeah because that's sort of like why i got so confident with my analysis was like mm. you know when I, I i was probably one of the first players to transition into a broadcast analyst position and with that you get a lot of people who come into your mentions and are like, oh my god, you're like changing the game, you're like, your analysis is so sick, it's like, yeah. oh, you're the pro player, like, whatever. And people never, like, properly analyze my analysis, that that makes sense. And so mm. then you get comfortable in that feedback loop of people praising you, and then you stop researching as much, and then you stop working as hard, because you're like, oh, well, this is easy, just people just, like, give me yeah. praise, you know, I don't yeah. have to work for it. And then you have that day like doomsday comes around and it's like well you've been comfortable for like two or three years now and you're out of touch and you're actually not as smart as you think you are yeah and people actually like start pointing out your flaws in your analysis and whatever mm. and you actually realize that you've been baited into this feed positive feedback loop that got you lazy in the first place and now you have to snap out of it and you actually have to work hard and be more critical of yourself and yeah. so it's like i can see that happening to all kinds of people i can see that happening to sure. all kinds of like streamers or personalities where like they're so focused on what like what their community tells them that it's hard to really be self-aware of the rest of the world and like the people who don't share your perspective or share mm. your day-to-day -day life in that regard and i mean yeah. so yeah i like your mount olympus analogy because it's like it's pretty accurate sometimes that people just you know like uh, another example is like no i'm actually not gonna say that no not going to say that That's <laughs> no but well i i have I think one thing that always has served me well, like one mechanism I have in my uh, behavior is like, if someone speaks against me in a, in a, with ar good arguments behind it, don't even care that much about the tone then. And does, so, like, if you twice do that to me, I'm trying to befriend you. I'm slipping in your DMs and sure. I'm 
going to like, and that's the vast majority of um, of relationships I have formed in this scene is because I uh, disagreed with so someone, and they've demonstrated to me the ability to point out that I'm full of it. And that is highly desirable for, uh, for me. And it also just makes for a good friendship. It feels like where it's like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. um, like you, you can tell me what I'm doing wrong without really having, uh, like to care for my feelings or whatever. We, we, the way we got to know each other is the way we can conduct this relationship in the future. It's all fine and dandy. We can all pr improve alongside each other. Nope. Yeah. I, I think there's some... Chambers. Exactly, yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes there's an expectancy that, like, your friends are going to come out and, like, tell you when you're wrong and, like, try to have that conversation with you. Yeah. But the reality is that most of your friends are just there to, like, say positive shit and, like, try to make you feel better and, like... Because that's... Know, I feel like... Wrong. So you'll have to rely on some of those people you yeah. disagree with and some yeah. of the people outside of your circle to yeah. criticize you and then mm -hmm. have the conversation with you because your friends are not going to actually be the ones, despite the fact that you're friends, they're not going to be the ones who comment on your flaws and try to make you a better person. They're just going to be there for emotional support, pretty much. I think society as a whole could use like a, a healthy dose <laughs> of like that brash friend. We that's just like so gonna tell away. you. I know, and I hate it. I, I <laughs> and therefore society, but like I felt like it was just strike while the iron's hot type of deal, where it's like yep. friendship should be about telling your friend like, hey, you're being dumb. Like, yeah, I, I hope this comes from a place. That this this definitely comes from a place of love. Not not it. It's that, that, that's call. the way though. That's the way. Yeah. You, you you like back up the friends, and then in the back room, just you just check him. Go yeah. like. You know, dude, like, and by the way, in the backup, that goes only to a point. I'm not going to defend you if you seriously hurt someone. Oh. Get away from me with that, right? But like, if, you, if you've been rude and that falls in the general realm of the little rascal that we all have in our, ourselves, like, that's, that's when, when I say, okay, like, uh, I'm going to, like, tell you and i think we we pretty much had the the discussion for instance in the profit situation mm -hmm. um oh, so like that's that's just and i i also felt defensive in that regard where, where it's like how is how is this guy creating content for two years and had like three controversial takes and everyone's like pounding that's on just him the now. ones that like, you that's... remember it is what it is i can't i can't blame them i mean it was a pretty pretty uh backwards uh way to say something um, yeah. Which is wrong. Again, I'll I'll take that L. It's on my L collection. But yeah, you, you your friends need to tell you when you're doing dumb things. But they also need you know definitely be there to gas people up and and you know support them. But measured approaches yeah. all around. I will still I say that I appreciated the profit uh, aftermath, if that makes sense. Yeah, because I've I had this realization as well that shit gets stale if you don't ever like question it. Yeah, those questions mm. or opinions. So even on like plat chat, I just like poking like sideshow and stuff yeah. to just get some information out of him because I know that sideshow is super knowledgeable and he does his mm, research yeah. and he has tons mm. of shit. And sometimes he doesn't say it, so I try to poke him and prod him yeah. to try to gather info out of him. And yeah. like what you what you wrote about profit sort of instigated mm. this entire debate yeah. about profit's work ethic and this whole yeah. conversation. And you had yep. Arnold on, and like we wouldn't we wouldn't have had that conversation 
Had you not put that out, could you have put it out in a better way? Obviously, you know, 100%. More, question, more question marks, you know, yes. more question marks. Less, less but, pointed statements, more question marks, for sure. But still instigating those topics mm. and those conversations is something that I've been fascinated with recently and want to do more of. Because otherwise, we'll just have boring ass subreddit. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what I'm getting at when I talk about like the PR, like finding what what energy is good yeah. and then then shaving off all the bad bits. And yeah, being like, yeah. okay, we like we like poking the bear, we like presenting controversial opinions, we like challenging the status quo. So how do we do it safely? Yeah, safely that's, that's in a the responsible idea. way. Yes. Yep. I also think something that was really cool about that whole situation was that like Arnold, I think, reacted in a way yeah. that was like perfect for how I'd like to see oh, the community. Yeah, I, like, sure, yes. throw some shade back in there, and then it's like, oh, let, let's go on the show, let's talk about it, and let's like do. Yeah. We ended up having like we had a week's worth of content because of you know yeah, that I mean, article. I loved having Arnold, and he has it, swag. Yeah, he does. He definitely. And that, that only works with a person like this, right? Like, if yeah. that's the response. But like, what if you know? And again, like, what if Arnold had just taken offense to that? Right. Yes. Like, like, think of that. Like, and every, anybody who knows Joe knows that there's not like a mean, yeah, yeah. disdainful bone in his yeah, body. I, right. Yeah, yeah. And that so the point and there were, I mean, it was aggressive, but it wasn't the point to call him lazy, even though it, it, in yeah, a way, yeah. yeah, it was to look at all of the evidence to maybe support that he maybe does something more when, when his back's against the wall. Yeah. It, it, was, it was narrative framing. It was weak. It was sloppy. Yeah. We, yeah. we, we get that. I get that. 100%. But, but rather yeah. than like challenging, like, but it was weak here, whatever, be like, you know what? That's, those are some interesting points. Let's talk about them. And yeah, exactly. There it is. It was a great podcast. Yeah. I, fantastic episode. I agree. I thought it was yeah. very fun. It was very informative. Yeah. Much like this.